Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal. Oh, that was a good one. That was, oh, there goes my larynx. It's all gone. End of show. Nope, I'm good. I'm good. We put these in one of three categories. The loss, the forgotten, or the should have beens. My name this week is Kevin Williams, and I'm joined today by... Oh no, I warned you guys this might happen, and it happened. I am all alone. I am all by myself. Just me, the nighttime sky above me, and several beers. Kevin's on his own again. No one should be made to feel told you this would happen. This happens every year. Robert is off doing something crazy with fire, I'm sure. I'm sure the fire department has been called already. And then he goes, no, I'm part of the fire department. See, I have a tiny fire truck. For more on that, go listen to other episodes. But yes, no co-host today, just me. And that means that, uh, well, unfortunately, you just have to listen to me chat. So I'll try to keep things really condensed for you this week. And we're going to just jump into it. But before we do that, I do have to mention this, that you all, after you listen to me, that you all need to go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slamfest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, State of America, Rock Straits 10, Potter Than Hell, Podkiss, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retrozest Podcast, The Synaptic Empire, and don't forget about Monty's Rockcast. I think I also missed, I missed one, sorry, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast as well. Don't forget about that one. Come visit us at inobscuria.com. 
Like us, share us, recommend us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go buy some stuff. The sale is still going on. You can get so many shirts and all sorts of stuff with our awesome logo on it. Go do that over at redbubble.com. Oh no, like I said, I'm on my own. So let me just give you a reminder. If you're new to the program, I'm sorry, you should probably go listen to one of the episodes where we have Robert, the co-host on because they're much better. But we're going to do something very cool today because if I take you all the way back to the reason that I started this podcast, basically every week I exhume and dissect from my own personal collection. And I believe in purchasing physical and digital media people. I purchase directly from the artist if I can. I believe in supporting the artist. I myself am an artist, so I want to always support the artist artists and I want to give them the most money, the biggest bang for their buck wherever they're promoting it. And usually that's on their own site. No Spotify for me, no streaming services for me other than the free Amazon one that I get because I have Amazon Prime. I do go to YouTube sometimes for discovery, but if I like it, I buy it off my soapbox. So this is that end of year episode. A lot of podcasts do this where they'll give their top 10 or top five or whatever it is they choose to give. Usually folks are ranking those. I think most of my peers in podcasting do a ranking. I don't really do that. Basically, I just, I like to play things that I've just been digging all year long. And so that's what this is. Episode 158, Shallow Graves, Diggin' 2022. If you're a regular listener, you will know that this year has been very unique with the sheer volume of releases from new, current, and legacy artists. We've had two shows already this year focusing specifically on 2022 releases. We've never done that before. We had episode 144, which was actually a Shallow Graves Digging 2022. It came from a podcast where I played bands that I discovered on other podcasts. So all of these podcasts that I mentioned, go check them out. Go listen to them. They're all gold. I also did an episode, or we did an episode, I should say, 153. It was a Black Friday episode just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where we told you about some new rock and punk and metal to go out and buy and give people for presents for Christmas. So hopefully you did that. Now Christmas has passed, and we are looking towards the new year, if not on the new year when this comes out. And yeah, man, that's what we're going to do. Now... If you have been with us for a long time, you will recall that I did this in episode nine for the very first time. On episode nine, I was at the beach in Florida, but it was the top of Florida. And if you know anything about the United States geography, the top of Florida is still not quite into the tropical region. So it can get a little chilly. So I was actually sitting outside on vacation the first time I did this type of episode all by myself, episode nine. And I had been drinking a little bit and it was really late and my family were asleep and I was outside on a balcony and it was actually really cold, even though I was sitting in Florida and I was shivering and I was trying to do this whole episode. And for whatever reason, I got the big bright idea to not only record the episode, but to also edit it and post it that same night because I was late. It's a horrible episode. Don't go listen to episode nine. It's absolutely horrible. So I am going to try to limit the chatter today and really just get into the meat of the program and play some really awesome music that came out this year that I just think everybody should check out. Go purchase if you dig it. At least just check it out and and go stream it if you want to hear more and decide if you want to purchase it or not. 
So with that, let's jump in. And just like all of these that I do every year, there were so many legacy mainstream acts that also released music this year that I purchased, but I just can't play on this program because they're just a little too mainstream. There are bands that you would hear on the radio or that you would hear more frequently than, say, the stuff that we typically would play on this episode or on our program. So I'm just going to list off a few of those that I bought that I thought were awesome. And I even considered playing some several of these, but again, I just felt like they crossed the line for being obscure, being that lost, forgotten, or should have been. So the first one is King's X came out with a new album this year. I heard a lot of people say they didn't really like it. I don't know what they were listening to because I love it. I think it's a great album. Muse came out with an album this year. It's like in between being super heavy, riffy Muse and dancey Muse, which I absolutely love. So great Muse album. Coheed and Cambria came out with a new album this year. He got away. Mm, not my favorite Coheed and Cambria album. It just did not connect with me. I've never heard them use so much new production and auto-tune, and it just it didn't sound like Coheed and Cambria. It didn't sound like that amazing live band that I go see. I don't know what they were going for, but it didn't work for me. Other people seemed to like it, but it was just long and way overproduced with modern production. Ghost put out a new album this year. Same kind of thing. I usually love Ghost albums. This one, it's good, but it didn't connect with me as much for some reason. I don't really know why. I'd need to give that one a few more spins. But it is really cool, just not on the same spectrum as some of their last couple of albums. And let's see, some that I really dug from older groups that I did not expect to be so damn good. Scorpions, Ozzy, Saxon, Megadeth. They all put out fantastic new albums. Really, really good. And I was not expecting any of those to really blow me away, and they were all terrific. Absolutely amazing. Noldy, but goody for me. In fact, the first band I ever had a cassette tape from, Tears for Fears put out a new album this year. Really good stuff. If you like that kind of thing, I know it's not hard rock and metal, but it's, it's rock for sure, and a little bit new wavy, but I really dug it. I've already talked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They put out two albums this year. You would think that it would be mostly filler by doing that, but no, it's both of those albums have some really good stuff on them. They do have a little bit of weirdness, but I would expect that when you get two albums in one year and they have a ton of songs on them. Uh, some disappointments for me, the Pink Floyd single that came out, it was yeah, it's not good. It was supporting Ukraine. I think it was just a, a moneymaker to make some awareness and money for the Ukraine war, but not a good Pink Floyd song. Def Leppard, man. I, I just, I need to go back and try it again, but it's just, it falls flat for me. I was hoping that the Def Leppard album would be good. Another one, Jethro Tull. Cool to get a new Jethro Tull album, but at the same time, it just hasn't connected with me yet for some reason even though it's done really well. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, Metallica released a new single, so I'll talk about that. It's pretty amazing. Has a Kill 'Em All kind of vibe to it. Looking forward to that coming out in 23. Um, let's see here. How about Skid Row and Queensryche? Both bands that obviously are not the original bands, but man, they both came up with solid releases this year. I heard some people, again, say that Skid Row, they didn't like it as much. I really thought it was great. And of course, you got Rob Hammersmith on the drums. That dude can just drum on anything, and it sounds amazing. Really, really awesome for Rob to get a full length, finally, with Skid Row. He's done a couple of EPs, but finally, he gets on this full length album. Some others, let's see, Striper. Striper released a new album. I thought that was cool. 
And then you've got a couple of bands that went loungy, chill, unexpectedly. The Mars Volta and Arctic Monkeys. Now, Arctic Monkeys had gone kind of loungy in their last release. They just continued that this time. And then the Mars Volta, usually a very proggy, kind of weird band. They went kind of loungy, chill. I like both of those albums, but it's just different for them. So with all of that being said, let's jump into some music. I told you I wasn't going to chat for very long, so I'm going to try to cut it short here. All right, so the first song up, I'm going to go straight away to the rock and roll capital of the world, Sweden. So please remove your horned Viking helmets and hold them over your heart for the national anthem. Oh, such a sweet rendition of that song. Have we mentioned that there was a new Thunder Mother that released this year? I don't know if we've... Okay, yeah, we, we played several songs from Thunder Mother this year. Their album, Black and Gold, fantastic, man. It's so good. But I know I've played a lot off of that album, so I thought I can't really play Thunder Mother again. But how about a solo release from the lead singer? I think I'm allowed to do that. And in November, just a month ago, Guernica Mancini released her first solo single from, I believe, an EP that's coming out next year. But I'm going to count this because it came out in November and it just kicks ass. Growing Up Rock also has played this song. I want to continue to give this song some love. It's called Inception. And oh my God, the vocals on this woman. I've said it before. I could listen to her sing the phone book. I am not kidding. This woman has an amazing rock and roll voice. Guernica Mancini, Inception. I've been stuck in my dreams running aimlessly around. Feels like flying, but inside. Dying, about to hit the ground. Time to wake up, light like a feather. Trust the voice inside, get yourself together. So give me some action. This is my This is my confession I give it 
time to wake up Light like a feather Trust the voice inside Get yourself together So give me some See, I didn't lie. I didn't lie to you. Amazing, right? Absolutely fantastic. Okay, since we're visiting Sweden, we might as well play a local favorite. And we've played this band once. On episode 25, a couple years ago, we had an episode called Sweden Rocks. And we played a band that is a classic Swedish hard rocking band. They're a staple in Sweden for many years since the 90s. I'm talking about the helicopters. And they released an album this year called Eyes of Oblivion. And I pre-ordered the thing. I talked to LC from Cobras and Fire. He mentioned to me, hey, did you see the Helicopters have a new album coming out? I was like, no, I did not know that. So as soon as he sent that to me, I went to Amazon. I pre-ordered it. And I was expecting this amazing vinyl to come in. It never came in. They sent me the download, but I never got the vinyl. And actually, they canceled my order so they couldn't get it in. So I only have the download that I guess I ended up not paying for, but at least I got it. This came out in April, and I've been rocking it all year. It's their first album since 2008. So listen to this. The Helicopters. This song is called Reap a Hurricane. They have a video for it. Amazing. Check it out.
awesome Swedish band. If you've not heard the Helicopters, you need to dig in because they have some amazing, amazing sounding songs and albums. The band is just timeless. It sounds like they could have been from the 70s, 80s, 90s. You just don't know when this band came out. You just know it's awesome. And that's a word that's trademarked, I know, by Aaron Camaro, but I'm going to use it, okay? Hopefully he doesn't sue me. All right, so let's move out of Sweden. We're going to go back to America. We're coming all the way back home. And this is an American power pop band from Cincinnati. They've been around since 2004. I played them on my horrible first ill-fated solo version of this series. Like I said, back on episode nine, you don't have to check it out. But I owe it to this band to play them again because they released an album this year and because you probably don't want to listen to that episode. They have a very unique sound. It's like punk rock queen with horns. It's hard to explain what they do. You got to see this band live if they come to your town because they are just full of energy, an amazing live band. I'm talking about Foxy Shazam. And they had an album come out this year called The Heart Behead You. And of course, I pre-ordered it. I got it as soon as it came out. And I'm going to play the song Heart from Foxy Shazam.
interesting sounding band. I would recommend digging into some of their back catalog. You're going to get all sorts of different sounds, always kind of a, a bit of a 70s touch to what they do, but kind of indie and current and alternative and rock and roll at the same time. And like I said, I always hear a little bit of Queen in there. That's just maybe that's just me. Let's move now to a band that I discovered from Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. And I've discovered a lot of Australian bands this year. So I am actually looking forward. It will happen. I'm looking forward to next year when we bring our friend Craig Elvin back to do another Aussie pub rock. He's already committed to it. It may be a little bit of a different twist, but he's coming back. I just talked to him a couple days ago. He's ready to go. So in 23, we're going to get some more Aussie pub rock. Before then, let's hear a band from Melbourne. And this is a band called Dead City Ruins. And I tipped Decibel Geek on to this band earlier this year. And you may have heard them play Dead City Ruins on one of their episodes based on mine and another gentleman's recommendation. So I'm going to play them as well. This whole album that came out is called Shockwave is amazing. I listen to their other albums as well. I love it when I discover a band and they already have a bunch of old material that I, you know, they're new to me, but I haven't heard all of these awesome albums that they have. So I love when I can get into something that I think is really awesome and new and fresh. And then I find out I can actually dig in and go four albums deep with them. Very cool. Check out Dead City Ruins. I'm going to play a song called This Side of the Dirt, again from Shockwave.
Good day, Waffle. Go back and listen to our Aussie pub rock to understand what that even means. Dead City Ruins, Killer Man. All right, so let's move to an artist that is not in any way obscure, but the release I'm going to play is obscure. So lots of folks, excuse me as I bang my beer on the table there, might as well take a drink. Santé. Kesik. Big up yourself. Drink pop. Sahetak. Chaim. Za zdorovye. Chin chin. Chopnimsya. Yo. Sharafa. Terbisex. Skol. Skol. Salute. Salut. 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 So lots of folks see this gentleman every night on American television, every weeknight. If you watch The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, you probably notice that he has an awesome house band. They're called The Roots. Okay, The Roots are not obviously not obscure. The guitarist for The Roots is a gentleman named Captain Kirk Douglas. And when he's not playing hip-hop and funk with The Roots, he has a solo band where he kind of plays everything except the drums, I believe. But he goes under the moniker 100 Watt Heart. And this year, he released his second album. His first album was really, really cool. It was a a tighter kind of three-piece kind of rock album. This is more of a mix of every genre imaginable. It's got a lot of, you know, orchestration and other sounds with it. But they all have killer guitar because the man can just play the hell of a guitar. So I want to play a little more rock and tune off of this album. The album's called New Unknown. And this is a song from 100 Watt Heart called Over the Ocean.
not really the roots, but all Captain Kirk Douglas. So hopefully you can check that out. Again, he has two albums. They're both really good. You can get his first album on vinyl. They did not release this one on vinyl for some reason, but hopefully next year maybe he'll do a run. Okay, I'm going to play a band next for number six here that we've only played once on the show, which is crazy to me because Robert and I both really love this band. And at some point, we may have to just dive really deep on this band. We, we'll see, maybe next year. But he and I have seen this band live. We've said if they ever come near us again, we're going to go see them again. And the band I'm talking about is called And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead. This is an American band from Austin, Texas. They formed in 1994. And basically, they have two mainstays in Jason Reese and Conrad Keeley. And those guys alternate between drumming, guitar, and lead vocals. So very versatile guys. They usually bring in other versatile musicians with them, depending on who the lineup is for every album. When they tour, they sometimes they switch out drums. You know, who's playing drums on one song, who's playing bass, whatever. They just switch it all out. And the singing switches between the two of those guys. And sometimes if they have a bass player that sings, they may switch between him as well. But just a very unique band and a very visual band. So every album except for the one that came out this year has this amazing illustrated, almost graphic novel type of fantastical art. And that is all done by Conrad Keeley, the guy in the band who plays guitar and drums and sings and does all this stuff. Just an amazing artist as well. And he sells his art. So you can go check out his artwork. You can go to their site or you can go to his site and just see all this amazing art. But if you look at the album covers, those are all him. Now, the art that came out this year, not nearly as intricate or impressive. The name of the album is Eleven Bleed Here Now. They had 11 albums, so that makes sense. But the whole point of this album is they recorded it in quadraphonic sound. And when you get the album, it comes with instructions that tells you how to set up your speakers so that you can get the quadraphonic sound and, and realize the four speaker experience. Of course, I haven't done that, but I think it's really cool that they did this. This was a thing in the 70s. Uh, mostly it comes to mind is Pink Floyd. They used to record in quadraphonic sound. I'm not sure about the who. It would make sense with quadraphenia, but maybe not. Like I said, this band has 11 albums, really good band, somewhere between punk, alternative, indie, sometimes metally, sometimes proggy, really all over the place, but always great songwriting, always very cinematic kind of a, a visualization as you're listening to these songs. And I'm going to play one that I think Guitar Magazine this year said that this was one of the best riffs of the year. So I'm going to play the song they nominated in that category. It's called No Confidence. Trail of Dead. Check it out.
Dead. Hope you dug Trail of Dead. Killer band. Texas bands are always good. There are very few bands from Texas that I've ever heard that I didn't like as far as bands that have been provided to me from recommendations and things like that. Usually just, I don't know, man, Austin's weird and, and there's a reason it's, it's weird and good. So that's where this band's from. But right now we're going to hear from a band that we have played, I think, on all of these episodes. So, of course, they released a new album this year, as they do every year. I'm talking about the band Haunt. And it just wouldn't be a Shallow Graves episode without Haunt. So I had to play Haunt. Their album this year, Windows of Your Heart, probably not as high on my ranking, if I were to rank these, as some of their past albums. Still fantastic. I'm still playing it. But this band, they really focus on the new wave of traditional heavy metal. So kind of doing that Nawabum thing, but with a twist. And it's really a solo project by Trevor William Church. He's a guy from Fresno, California. Just amazing. And the output, some years you get two or three albums, some years you get one, but it seems like he's putting out something all the time. I think he's getting ready to do a Best of, which will come out in 23. And it's just solid stuff. Like I said, it's probably not as high on my list as last year's release was, but it's still really good. I'm still going to play it. And this is a song called Father Time.
I take it all back. I love Haunt. It's just so good. When when I listen to it again, it's like, what am I talking about? It's amazing. The album's still great. I hope they put out another album next year other than just the best of. I love getting this stuff out every year. It's the way it used to be. Kiss used to put out two albums a year and bands are starting to do that again, which is pretty amazing because everybody got away from that for a while. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next one. And sometimes I will tell you on these programs that I actually discover groups via ads. And this is one of those. It was an ad on Facebook. Those things work. You know, I'm a sucker. I'm, marketing works on me. And it was a band called Red City Radio a band from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'd never heard of them, but when I listened to the little clip that was in the ad, I was like, damn, this sounds like face-to-face, kind of hot water music, kind of the that throaty punk rock that I like that's just kind of, you know, not super fast, but it's kind of rough and, and kind of a, like an Americana social distortion kind of mix with punk, which I really dig that kind of stuff. You know, it's not just speed and, and grunts. It's, you know, got a little more to it than that. And this band's actually had three full-length albums. And this album that came out this year, it's called a live album, but it's really their COVID album. So basically what they did was they rented a hall called the Gothic Theater, and they went in and recorded a bunch of their material live, live on stage, but there was no audience. So even though it's called Live at the Gothic Theater, you don't have any kind of crowd noise whatsoever, which is a little weird. But the sound that they got is just huge. You can tell they're in this big room. It gets a booming big sound to all of the instrumentation. The vocals sound great. So this is a win in my book. I I don't have their other albums, but production is fantastic on it. So I highly recommend this as a starting point. It's my starting point for them. Again, Red City Radio, live at the Gothic Theater. I'm going to play the song I believe that was on the ad, if I remember correctly. It's called Rebel. They're only rebels because they like the song And I'm sure that it won't take them low Father, I'll talk to shit and go home Cause we're only rebels because they like the song only rebels cause they like the song Well, they was dangling, they was dangling, they was found, they was blood They wasn't teaching and losing our solutions in the mind They was standing at the corner, in the corner I see
So that was Rebel from Red City Radio. I mentioned that I got hooked from an ad. And actually, I think what they were doing when they recorded this was because it was the the COVID recording, I think they just recorded it with cameras and mics, you know, so they were getting the audio, but I think they were also streaming this to their fans live. So I think it was a live event. It's just nobody was in attendance in the theater. I don't know if that's completely true. That's what I read. I have to go back and dig and see if I can find the YouTube on this. But Red City Radio is definitely on my radar now. I'm going to go back and check out some of their other stuff and I hope they put out something new next year. Okay, next I mentioned on our episode 144, Shallow Graves Dig in 2022, the first version, it came from a podcast. I mentioned that there was another podcaster that I listened to who has a band that I really dig. And I said I was going to play that on a later episode. Well, this is the later episode. So I listen to a podcast called the Yes Music Podcast. And believe it or not, it's a podcast about yes. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? They have over 500 episodes all about yes. So if, if you're not into yes, you're going to hate that one. But it's really, really cool to host on that one. And it's like I said, one of my favorite bands of all time is yes. So I, you know, I geek out on it. It's great because they get all kind of information and they go deep, really deep. Now, one of the co-hosts, his name is Mark Anthony K. Now, he's not only on the Yes Music Podcast, but he's also on a podcast where they talk about those guys. Um, oh, shoot. Slipping my mind right now. They, you know, they wear the white face. Um, kiss. There's your kiss connection with a K. Yes, Mark Anthony K is also on Kiss FAQ podcast with Julian Gill, and he is also a Canadian tour de force musician. He has several one man, two man bands who are just constantly releasing material, and he's doing so on his own record label, Revical Records. I don't know how, I don't know what he does for a living. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about that, but I don't know how the man finds time to do all this stuff. But man, he puts out a lot of content and it's pretty damn good. On episode 144, we played a song by a guy named Joe Bailey. Now, Joe is on Mark's label and releases albums 
pretty often as well. But Joe also guest on Mark's Project Gemini, which is a project band or kind of a one-man band where sometimes he has Joe on it because he's just done a three-part rock opera called In the Year 3073. And Joe plays one of the characters as I hit the mic. So he's got like these, you know, the different voices with the characters. And it's had this three-part rock opera over the last three years. Part three came out this year, concluded it. And it's just impressive. It's like, take Yes, Rush, Queensryche, Maiden, and Dream Theater. Mash them all together and you get this great kind of prog metal trilogy of, of albums. And I really dig it. If you're into that kind of stuff, you'll like it. If you don't like that kind of stuff, eh, maybe don't check it out. But I think it's awesome. And I tell you, go to Bandcamp, support Mark with all of his projects. He's not only has Project Gemini, he has collaboration with Joe Bailey called The Dark Monarchy. He has solo material. Uh, He even has, uh, like I don't know, four or five Christmas EPs and just a lot of content out there. The guy's just always working. He's always recording and it's quality stuff. He does a really good job with, I believe the drums are programmed and he does a fantastic job with those. If I'm wrong, I'm sure he'll correct me, but I had reached out to him about the drum sounds and I believe he said he was putting those through, uh, you know, programming them and, and all that. So I don't know anything about that. I'm just like a, a dumb, get in a room with some guys and, and hit stuff, but just fantastic music. I'm going to stop talking about it and we're just going to play it. So here's a song off of book three called The Holy Shield, Project Gemini. Fast three, Bigfoot. Fast three, go ahead. Fast three, Bigfoot. New mission, headbutt, north, flares authorized.
See what I mean? It's impressive. Very good stuff. Totally digging it. All right, we're on to track number 10. And this is a band that I made an assumption. I hate when I do this because I feel like being the guy from In Obscuria, where it's all about the lost, the forgotten, the should have been, it's all about giving music that maybe is not mainstream or is not promoted heavily or marketed, giving that music a chance. But I find myself sometimes putting things into categories or shying away from listening to music that I have predetermined for some reason in my head that I'm not going to like it. And I, I hate when I do that and then I listen, I hear something and I go, ah, what, why did I do that? That's not even what I'm about. But sometimes it happens. And that's the same thing with this band. I had assumed that this band were a newer hard rock and metal band that were not going to be my thing. I had heard their name, saw that they were getting some coverage, some press, and I just assumed, oh, it's going to be one of those newer aggro radio hard rock bands like Five Finger Death Punch. Nothing gets those guys or that type of stuff, but I just don't usually dig it at all. It's just not my thing. And I didn't even hear this band, and I threw them in that category, and that was dumb. So I'm going to retract everything that I thought and tell you that this band, Moontooth, are not that. They're a fantastic kind of proggy metal, just a mix of all sorts of good heavy stuff. They're banned from Long Island, New York. I don't know why I hadn't paid attention to them or why I categorized them before I even heard them, but they're absolutely amazing. They've released three full-length albums, so I finally got in on the third one. And not that it matters, but I did read that Rolling Stone, even Rolling Stone, has praised this new album saying, and I thought this was a cool little snippet, so I'm going to read it. Moontooth cherry pick from the genre's entire spectrum, variously evoking Van Halen Flash, Converge Catharsis, Deftone Soul, Mastodon Intricacy, and Meshuggah Heft. There's something in each track on the album to piss off every purist or delight any headbanger who's grown weary of picking sides. That says exactly what I did. I picked the side and I, I just assumed that this band was one of those things that I didn't like when they're actually a, a mishmash of everything that I like. So shame on me, but I'm going to correct that and I'm going to play some Moontooth from their latest album, Phototroph. This is a song called I Revere. Too close to Too many ends Too much heartbreak A child throwing sand 
If you already knew that band, then you know. If you don't know that band, I just gave you a new favorite band to listen to. Moontooth. Absolutely crushing it. Okay, folks, I usually stop at 10, but this year is so special that I thought we would just turn it up to 11. This is a top to uh, you know what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. Hello. So we've played this last band once on our power metal episode a few years ago. And similar to Armored Saint, this band keeps getting better and better with age. This band is 40 years into their career, and they deliver one of their best albums this year in 2022. And the name of the album is Symbol of Eternity. The band I'm talking about is a German power metal band called Gravedigger. Absolutely crushing album. Every song is good. The guitar, I mean, the recording of it, the guitars are great. Just the overall sound, the songwriting. And Chris Boltendahl, who's the lead singer, he has such a unique vocal. It's a little bit Udo, but not... 
and it's you know this is considered one of the big four of German power metal bands with Halloween. So you know they're they're thrown into that genre, that unique genre. But at the same time, they don't sound like that. It's something about his voice. It's it may be an acquired taste for some, but I absolutely love it, and it goes so well with the music that they play, and it's so unique to just them. So I'm gonna play some Gravedigger. This is song number eleven. It's the last song on the album Symbol of Eternity. This is the last crusade.
See what I mean? I hope you dug that because that is just crushing music. Okay, I do have a few honorable mentions before we get out of here this evening. So we've talked about a band called The Watchers. They issued a single this year, which I almost played, but I'm kind of waiting for the new album. There's going to be a new Watchers album next year. It's going to be good. This band is so, so good. We played earlier in the year some Warrior Soul when we did our whole two-part series on Warrior Soul, and I played part of the, or I played one of the new songs from the new album, so I thought I'd just give them a break tonight, but great Warrior Soul release this year. We got several singles from Tora Tora this year, and I considered playing some of those. Again, hoping that they put out a full-length album. We also got a few singles from another Australian band who was a band from the 80s, from the early 90s, called The Poor. And their singles this year were really, really good. They almost made the cut, but I just didn't have time to put them in. We got some great ska from The Interrupters, who we've played before on the show. There's a band that Chris Sinzak introduced me to. I believe they're a Nashville-based band called The Great Affairs, and they put out an EP this year. It was really good. Of course, our, of course we got some awesome Rich Ward tones this year from Fozzie and Chris Jericho with the new Fozzie album. Fozzie has been going just beast method into kind of that new rock territory. They're tearing it up on radio and all that. I, you know, personally, I I like it, but I kind of miss the old Fozzie a little bit because they were a little more, not progressive, but they, they just did some different things. But still great album that came out this year from Fozzie. Envy of None, which was Alex Lifeson's new project. We played a song from that. Kind of mellow, dreamy, shoegazy kind of cool stuff. We got the death metal album from Dave Grohl this year called Dream Widow, which was the name of the the fake band from the movie that the Foo Fighters did. And all of that kind of got obviously shadowed, you know, by the loss of Taylor Hawkins. So I don't think any of the, you know, I think the movie or the, the Dream Widow stuff got nearly the attention it would have had Taylor Hawkins lived. But the Dream Widow stuff is, I think Baco on Cobras and Fire had it in his like top one or two for the year. I mean, it's it's intense. It's, you know, death metal, but done by Dave Grohl. So it's got some of that, you know, Grohl songwriting to it that, that makes it appealing. Really good stuff. We played a, a newer band from Canada called Crownlands earlier this year. They had an EP that was just killer called White Buffalo. A band that's from North Carolina, ASG. They had a single come out this year. I'm hoping that we get a full-length album from them next year. And then I found out about a band called Soft Colt this year, who are actually the same sister duo, the twins, from Courage My Love. And that's a band that I played, I believe, on the very first Shallow Graves when I was freezing my ass off in Florida. So it's kind of come full circle. But Courage My Love were such a great band from Canada that I I really loved and they kind of went away. They got really poppy and just sort of went away a few years ago. Well, actually they didn't go away. They kind of reformed as soft cult and they sort of do a, a gothy more angry alternative 90s-ish kind of shoegaze approach to their songs now, which I dig. It's a little bit different than Courage My Love, but it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up 2022. Uh, we've, Like I said, we have three full episodes focusing on music from 2022. I don't know what we're going to get in 2023, but man, if it's anything like this year, it's going to be amazing. So with that, I just want to say to everyone, Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed everything that we were able to do this year. We're just going to continue playing great music from the lost, the forgotten, and the should-have-beens. Until next time. Later, people. <laughs>